2: Hi, and praise the Lord, everyone. I'm head pastor of Jr. Thank you for joining us today. We welcome you to the Kingdom of God Crusade telecast, being brought to you every Sunday morning, not only here in Hawaii from 8 to 9 a.m., but also in parts of California from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XDTV, Channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSC, Channel 13, Palm Springs, From 6 to 7 a.m., on station KECY, channel 9 in El Central California and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m., on station KLSR, channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 5 to 6 p.m., on station KZJO, channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 5 to 6 a.m., on station KCSG, channel 8 in St. George, Utah, parts of Nevada and Wyoming from 11 to 12 midnight on station KGBY TV, Channel 20 in Grand Junction, Colorado, and from 7 to 8 a.m. on Time Warner Cable Channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like more information on our church and view our Kingdom of God, crusade telecast in its entirety, be sure to visit our website at jesuscomingsoon.org. The Apostolic Faith Church located at 1043 Middle Street is the headquarters of the gospel of the kingdom of God for the whole world with a sign on the roof of the temple Jesus coming soon, a landmark in Cali for over 90 years, and our the first of its kind in a valley dedicated exclusively for prayer. The church was founded by the late Charles and Ada B. Lockbaum on August 4, 1923, and passed on to our late chief pastor William M. Hans, Sr. in 1959, who continued the gospel to its fullness. We hope and pray that this telecast will draw you closer to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and be a real blessing to you, our television audience, saints wherever you are, and the shut-ins, that is those of you in the hospitals and convalescent homes. And should you need prayer or someone to pray over you, please don't hesitate to call the phone number designated at the conclusion of the telecast. Today is a day set aside to celebrate all fathers of this great country we live in. Whether they are your biological father, stepfather, father-in-laws, father figure, or even a role model father, we honor them for the unconditional love, faith, and guidance they bring into our lives. Our church choir, under the leadership of Emilia Hahn, who will sing for us this melodious song entitled, This is My Father's World. Accompanying our choir will be Edith Mansuki on the piano and Pahako Carter on the organ. Please join in singing as the words appear on your television screen. The men and women of our church band Under My Direction will play for us this beautiful and heartwarming anthem depicting God's love for this world in a song simply entitled, He. There is always someone who will help us when we lose focus in life or begin to doubt the decision we make. Someone to be a beacon of light if we can't find our way back home. And that someone, TV viewers, is Jesus. Our soloist, Christy Hahn, will sing for us his uplifting song entitled, There Is Someone. Accompanying here will be a soul Marvin Upping on the bass, a soul spaz, trusty Sprout Sr., and Mason Asano Sr. on the guitars, Iris Locke on the drums, and yours truly on the piano. Soon This next song is a loving and touching song about a child's love for her father. The unselfish and gentle love he has for his children, watching them grow, seeing them laugh, and comforting their tears. Our Heavenly Father does this and more. The church choir will once again sing for you this wonderful song entitled, My Daddy. In this sin-cursed devil-may-care world, we oftentimes find ourselves slipping back into our old habits and ways, bringing us to the crossroads in our life that may prevent us from continuing on our road to salvation, but never fret to be Jesus is just a prayer away. Our trio, the Carillos, Deanna, Dion, and Dean Jr., will play on their ukuleles this morning, the heartwarming song entitled, My Father Watches Over Me. The next group of individuals, the Saints in Harmony, will sing this wonderful song entitled, In My Father's House. As stated in John fourteen two, it reads, In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. We must prepare ourselves, viewers, so that we can live in mansions on high, as promised in this scripture. It is with sheer delight that we dedicate this wonderful number to Mr. and Mrs. Clyde and Melody Botka. May God, may Jesus continue to smile down upon you and pour out bountiful blessings pressed down and overflowing in this life and that to come. Have a fantastic Sunday.
3: Associate Pastor Jose Jan Jr. And would like, this time I would like to take a moment to repeat our television time, station, and locations. In a kindly ask for a viewing audience, especially if any of you plan to visit and reside in California, this color will be viewed every Sunday morning from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XDTV, channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSC, channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KVTV, channel 8. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KGJO, channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KCSG, channel 8 of St. George, Utah, parts of Atlanta, Wyoming, Arizona. From 11 to 12 midnight on station KGBY-TV, channel 20 in Grand Junction, Colorado. From 7 to 8 a.m. on the time on cable, channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like to know more about a gospel work and the Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, please visit the website at jesuscomingsoon.org. And now concerning our state of gospel service here on Home State Hawaii, services are held at Temple every Tuesday and Friday at 7 p.m. On Sunday, gospel services start at 10 a.m. and divine healing services at 7 p.m. Sunday school for all ages begin at 9 a.m. and prayer services are held daily in the prayer tower at 2 p.m. except on Fridays at 10 a.m. And our community key is located at 1361 Polo Avenue Gospel series held on Sundays and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. The same schedule is observed by our neighborhood branch churches, as services all conducted by Pastor Resiliently Kephtarana Sr. in Kanakai, the Pastor Kenneth M Amarurio in Lahaina Maui, Pastor Walter Aitino in Hilo, Hawaii, Pastor Leonard Kiwara Sano Sr. in Kolo, Kauai, Pastor Hanabasara in Belogopi, and Pastor Vespa Sera, Pastor the Philippines. You're welcome to attend these services regarding the Church of relations. There are no collections. Have you desire to volunteer, cons- contribute to support this telecast and Lord's work? You may do so by sending your donations to the address designated at the conclusion of telecast. Thank you. And this time I return you to head Pastor William Jr. who will bring forth his Spirit-directed and Spirit-defined sermon. Pastor Billy? Thank you, Lizzie.
2: One of the reasons I truly feel blessed is that I have the opportunity to share the good news of the glorious gospel of the kingdom of God with you, our TV congregation, through these weekly telecasts. Man's human instincts causes him to embrace sin and shun the Lord's sacrifice and call to everlasting life through his salvation. It is my sincerest desire that you will not fail to heed the Lord's commandment, to repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus. I pray that as a result of the Gospel message you will hear today entitled, The Fatherhood of Jesus Christ. You will move a step closer to Jesus. The term fatherhood is a state of being a father. King David offered thanksgiving and prayer. In 1 Chronicles 20, 10 and 11, wherefore David blessed the Lord before the congregation, and David said, Blessed be thou, Lord God of Israel, our Father, forever and ever. Thine, O Lord, is the greatness, and the power, and the glory, and the victory, and the majesty. For all that is in the heaven and in the earth is Thine. Thine is the kingdom, O Lord, and Thou art exalted as head over all. Today is Father's Day, and we pay special respect and honor to all faithful fathers in Christ Jesus. Father's Day was started in 1910 by Mrs. John Bruce Dodd of Spokane, Washington, The purpose was to set aside a day to give honor to all fathers and show the expression of gratitude and appreciation for their roles in their families' lives. In 1924, President Calvin Coolidge proclaimed the third Sunday in June as Father's Day. Today, we recognize fathers everywhere, whether you endorse Father's Day or not. However, It is our belief that Father's Day is every day for the Christian believer. Let us examine the role of a father. First, a father is a man who has begotten a child. Second, a father is one related to another in a way suggesting that a father to a child. And third, a father is someone who cares for or looks after someone else as a father might. A father or dad is traditionally the breadwinner in the family. However, in today's economic conditions, it is often takes the hard work of both mom and dad to make a living. Therefore, Exodus 20:12 instructs us, saying, Honor thy father and mother that thy days may be long upon the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. The term honor is to respect and give reverence. It also refers to building a good reputation or a good name for one's family and oneself. Originally, the father of the family was the priest who represented the family, offered sacrifices for them, and acted as his instructor in matters pertaining to God. Before the legal order of the priesthood was established through Moses, the father of each family was recognized as holding that high office. Therefore, a Father's duty as the head of the family is to provide for the temporal needs of his family and to provide for the spiritual needs of his family. As fathers, we must then lead our family and children to the Lord Jesus Christ and to minister to them concerning the spiritual things contained in God's Word. Let us turn now to Psalm 685 7 and read God's Word pertaining to the fatherhood of Jesus Christ. A father of the fatherless and a judge of the widows is God in his holy habitation. God said at the solitary in families, he bringeth out those which are bound with chains, but the rebellious dwell in dry land. O God, when thou wentest forth before thy people, when thou didst march through the wilderness, Selah. Malachi the prophet speaks to us in Malachi 2.10, saying, Have we not all one father? Hath not one God created us? Why do we deal treacherously every man against his brother by profaning the covenant of our fathers? Isaiah, chief of the writing prophets, states in Isaiah 64, verse 8, But now, O Lord, thou art our father. We are the clay, and thou art potter, and we all are the work of thy hand. Be not wroth, very sore, O Lord, neither remember iniquity forever. Behold, see, we beseech thee, we are all thy people. Paul preached to those in Athens from Mars Hill in Acts 17, 24 to 30. God that hath made the world and all things are seeing that he is Lord of heaven and earth, dwelleth not in temples made with hands, neither is worshipped with men's hands, as though he needed anything, seeing he giveth to all life and breath and all things, and hath made of one blood all nations of men for to dwell on all the face of the earth, and had determined the times before appointed and the bounds of their habitation, that they should seek the Lord if haply they might feel after him and find him, though he be not far from every one of us. For in him we live and move and have our being, as certain also of your own poets have said, for we are also his offspring. For as much then as we are the offspring of God, we are not to think that the Godhead is like unto gold or silver or stone, graven by art and man's device, and the times of this ignorance God winked at, but now commandeth all men everywhere to repent. God's word speaks to us today to repent, which means to have another mind and to change our mind in respect of sin of God and of self. Second Corinthians chapter seven, verses eight through 11 reads, for though I made you sorry with a letter, I do not repent, though I did repent. For I perceived that the same epistle had made you sorry, though it were but for a season. Now I rejoice, not that ye were made sorry, but that you sorrowed to repentance. For ye were made sorry after a godly manner, that he might receive damage by us in nothing. For godly sorrow worketh repentance to salvation not to be repented of. But the sorrow of the world worketh death. For behold this self same thing that he sorrowed after a godly sort, what carefulness it wrought in you. Yea, what clearing of yourselves, yea. What indignation, yea, what fear, yea, what vehement desire, yea, what zeal, yea, what revenge. In all things, ye have approved yourselves to be clear in this matter. Speaking of repentance, dear television viewers, we have an earnest desire that you will come to the Lord Jesus Christ and be saved today. It is God's highest priority for mankind to provide for the salvation of one's soul. Therefore, let us turn our attention to the gospel of the kingdom of God to learn what we must do to receive the salvation of Jesus Christ that is spelled out in the God's word. First and foremost, the gospel of the kingdom of God is the good news that Jesus saves, Jesus heals, Jesus baptizes with the Holy Ghost and with fire, and Jesus is coming soon. Once again, the salvation of the soul is God's highest priority for every man, woman, and child born into this world. And this is a personal matter between you and the Lord Jesus Christ. We read in John 3, 1, there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This scripture describes Nicodemus as a wealthy and learned Pharisee and a ruler of the Jews who was highly regarded at that time, yet he felt a yearning to speak with Jesus Christ concerning his salvation. He realized that salvation was more important than his job his wealth, and his station, and standing in life. Matthew 19, 23 to 24 emphasized the teaching of Jesus Christ regarding riches. Then said Jesus unto his disciples, verily I say unto you, that a rich man shall hardly enter into the kingdom of heaven. And again, I say unto you, it is easier for a camel to grow through the eye of a needle than for a rich men to enter into the kingdom of God. The eye of the needle was a small gate that required that the camel be offloaded first before it was able to proceed through the gate. While on its knees, Jesus Christ issued this warning to his disciples to identify riches as a hindrance rather than a help to pointing one to the Lord Jesus Christ. Matthew 6 33 34 also concludes But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Take therefore no thought for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. John 3, 2-4 to goes on to say, The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God. For no man can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with him. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus saith unto him, How can a man be born when he's old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? The Lord Jesus Christ instructed Nicodemus of the necessity of the new birth which grows out of the incapacity of the natural man to see or enter into the kingdom of God. Today, dear television viewers, the Lord Jesus Christ is standing at the door of your heart, calling you to accept him as your personal Savior Master and Lord via this telecast. Accept him today and let him in. Jesus Christ in Nicodemus was born once naturally, so he commanded him, saying, He must be born again. Jesus Christ also knows that we too were born once naturally of our earthly mothers, and he is calling every one of us to be born again by immersion in water. In the name of Jesus Christ, which is the new spiritual birth. In John 3, 5, Jesus spoke to Nicodemus to accept this spiritual truth Pertaining to water baptism and baptism of the Spirit, Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Verses 6 and 7 reads, That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I said unto thee, Ye must be born again. The condition of the new birth is faith in Christ Jesus, who was crucified for our sins. Through the new birth, we as believers become partakers of the divine nature and the life of Christ Jesus himself. To be born of water is being baptized by immersion in the name of Jesus Christ. And to be born of the Spirit is to speak in an unknown tongue or language as God's evidence indicating that we have been filled with his Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost tongue and language can only be given to us by Jesus Christ himself. The Lord Jesus Christ highlighted two key truths for our understanding. The first is the term "accept," referring to God's truth and rule for entering into the kingdom of God. And the second is the term must, referring to God's commandment, stating that we must be born again. The salvation of our souls is similar to a marriage in which we take on the name of Jesus as our new surname. Let us read the parable of the marriage feast in Matthew 22, 8 to 14. Then saith he to his servants, The wedding is ready, but they which were bidden were not worthy. Go we therefore into the highways, and as many as ye find, bid to the marriage. So those servants went out into the highways and gathered together all as many as they found, both bad and good. And the wedding was furnished with guests. And when the king came in to see the guests, he saw there a man which had not on a wedding garment. And he said unto him, Friend, how camest thou in hither not having a wedding garment? And he was speechless. Then said the king to the servants, bind him hand and foot and take him away and cast him into outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. For many are called, but few are chosen. This man came to the marriage feast undressed and unprepared. Without the wedding garment, his disobedience to the Lord Jesus Christ resulted in him being cast into outer darkness to suffer forevermore. The Lord Jesus Christ gives us his commandment in Mark 16:16, 16, 16. "He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. Acts 2:36 to37 identify God's salvation process that we must all follow, Therefore, let all the house of Israel know surely that God had made that same Jesus whom ye have crucified, both Lord and Christ. Now, when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart and said unto Peter and the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? In Acts 2.38, it reads, Then Peter said unto them, Repent! and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and he shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Peter describes step one as repentance, and step two as being baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ to receive remission of sins and the promise of the Holy Ghost. God's Word asks things that everyone must repent, And everyone must be baptized by immersion in water and in the name of Jesus Christ to receive remission of sins and God's promised Holy Ghost. On the day of Pentecost, Peter declared in Acts 4.12, neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Salvation, or the saving of one's soul, is accomplished when we are baptized in the name of Jesus Christ only, and not in any other name or title. Many today have been baptized in the titles of Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, instead of in the name of Jesus Christ. Therefore, we declare unto you today that you must be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ only, because Father, Son, and Holy Ghost are only titles that point to the name of Jesus Christ. In the Old Testament, God is referred to as Elohim, the lily of the valley, Jehovah, the Rose of Sharon, wonderful counselor, the mighty God, the Prince of Peace, and many of terms too numerous to mention at this time. However, in salvation, the only saving name is Jesus Christ. And therefore, the name of the Father is Jesus, the name of the Son is Jesus, and the name of the Holy Ghost is Jesus. Colossians three seventeen confirms this, and whatsoever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus. Jesus Christ goes on to say in John five forty three to 44, I am coming in my Father's name, and receive me not if another shall come in his own name. Him he will receive. How can he believe which receive honor one of another and seek not the honor that cometh from God only? God's word in Matthew 23, 9 declares, And call, no man, your Father upon the earth, for one is your Father which is in heaven. The term Father speaks to the authority, the headship, the leadership, intercession and representation of Jesus Christ, being God the Father himself. Jesus Christ proclaimed in John 10:30 I and my Father are one. Today, as earthly fathers, we pray for our families and name them one by one before the Lord Jesus Christ. When our children see us praying for them, they will learn to pray also and will never forget how we, as their fathers, prayed earnestly for their salvation, safety, and prosperity. We honor the Lord Jesus Christ and our earthly fathers when we display obedience and respect to them by the things that we do. And there may be times when we will be called to take care of our fathers or mothers, and we should willingly accept that responsibility. As fathers, we set the example for our children to follow and live a godly life based on how we've set a godly example. The best way to set the example is by enrolling them in Sunday school and bringing them to church. Hebrews 10 25 states, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as the manner of some is but exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. The Lord Jesus Christ directed God's congregation on where to gather in Deuteronomy 12:5, but unto the place which the Lord your God shall choose out of all your tribes, to put his name there, even unto his habitation shall he seek, and thither thou shalt come. This speaks to Jesus Christ being the primary focus of the doctrine being taught in church. Titus one says, But speak thou the things which become sound doctrine. John six thirty two thirty five provides this salient truth. Then Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily I say unto you, Moses gave you not that bread from heaven, but my father giveth you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he which cometh down from heaven and giveth life unto the world. Then say unto him, Lord, evermore give us this bread. And Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger, and he that believeth on me shall never thirst. Jeremiah 15, 16 speaks to us, saying, Thy words were found, and I did eat them, and thy word was unto me the joy and rejoicing of mine heart. For I am called by thy name, O Lord God of hosts. Before we can accept the Lord Jesus Christ as our Father and Lord, we must have a repentant heart. When Adam and Eve sinned, the Lord said unto them, Adam, where art thou? He knew exactly where Adam and Eve were. He wants them to understand their condition of sin because of their disobedience. Because of the disobedience of Adam and Eve. God provided his son Jesus Christ to be sacrificed for the sin of mankind, as you read in John 3, 16, 18. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that through the world through him might be saved. He that believes on him is not condemned, but he that believes not is condemned already, because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. Yes, dear television viewers, when we take that first step in coming to Jesus Christ as the Father of all, he will be there to meet us halfway and then take us all the way to heaven with him. 1 Peter 1, 17, enlightens everyone on this happy Father's Day, saying, And if you call on the Father, who without respect of persons judges according to every man's work, pass the time of yesterday's journey here in fear. If you would like to know more about God's Word and the Church, and review this telecast presentation in its entirety, please visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. Until our next telecast, this is your host, Head Pastor William M. Jr., Expressing my sincerest appreciation to each of you who have allowed us to come into your homes. May the good Lord bless and keep you all in the hall of his hands. Bringing our Father's Day telecast to its conclusion will be our church band to play for you a song entitled, I Love Him Better Every Day.